Hello everyone and welcome to episode number two. Today's episode is all about how you can raise finance without ever asking people for money. It's a topic we come across all the time when we speak to people and it's also a big sticking point for the clients we work with. So if you know potential investors but don't feel comfortable asking them for money, then this is the episode for you. We're going to show you exactly how you can attract investors without asking for money. Hey guys, you're listening to Raising Finance Talks with Sam and Al. We're on an absolute mission to help developers raise their first million from investors so they can go on and do deals with six-figure profits. So if you're not moving forward with your property business through a lack of cash, then this podcast is for you. We're going to deep dive into all aspects of raising private finance. So thanks for listening and let's dive in. Episode two, we're here. Um, this is a big one. This is something that we do come across a lot and it is huge. The fact that people genuinely believe that they're asking for money and that's their mission. So what are we going to talk about here? What's the what's the big problem? Um, I know this is a huge one and it is something we come across a lot, but let's delve into the problem that people are having when yeah. they, uh, you know, they're talking around this subject. Absolutely a big one. And it does stop a lot of people from moving forward. So most people are sitting on a gold mine of investor finance that they just never tap into. Um, usually that's because they don't know how to approach someone without asking for money or feel like they're asking for money. Um, and that just always yeah, stops them from raising finance. So quite often what people will do is start well putting together investor packs oh investor packs we love <laughs> investor packs they're our favorite thing uh, not <laughs> at all our favorite thing we'll talk about that again no not uh, not the one for trying to get investment is just sending out investor packs to everyone um or people will just maybe start hitting up their email list list sending kind of generic or pitchy emails yeah yeah yeah. I, I'm, yeah this is a big one uh, people love hide behind writing um in the wrong sense i think a lot of people do tend to hide behind you know pitchy emails that are just pushing out the percentages you know they keep pushing out those percentages in the emails and dangling that carrot hoping that people will sort of you know take a bite um and that just means that you're pitching to people you know you are out there going against all the other people in the property industry who are pitching people as well. So it becomes impossible to actually stand out and attract investors through, you know, meaningful conversations because you're not able to get that far because you're just putting that percentage out there. You're, you're throwing out the investor pack in the hope that someone just just bites the carrot, I guess. And it's just, um, yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit of a not, not, not the way to go. Absolutely. <laughs> I know you're laughing at me right now. So, cause it, <laughs> it's such a subject though. And I, you know, there is a time and a place for an investor pack. I get that, but certainly not with private finance. No, not, not with the initial contact or, you know, very little relationship building. You know, that's what this is raising finance is all about. It's about relationships, it's about connection and, you know, sending out an investor pack with a few numbers and percentages in, maybe you might have a couple of photos in there. You know, you're not engaging people. You're not finding out what people really want. 
you're not having deep conversations and seeing if, you know, is that the person you want to work with rather than just wing some investor pack out to everyone and hope that someone responds and has the money. Yeah, mate, I, I totally agree with you. While, while there are investors that will respond to that kind of information, the, the percentages and stuff like that, we know from our experience that, you know, it, it's a better option or a better way to do it by um, doing something differently, which we probably will get onto shortly. But um, if we think about, you know, all of the times that you've gone out to raise money in the past three to four years or so, you never ever led with percentages. You always led with a personal approach. I mean, I think it might be valued, valuable just to delve into that a little bit and talk about sort of your experience of what it was like going out there once you had this mindset shift from not asking people for money, that's not what I'm actually trying to do here. And then where did, where did, where did we get to? Yeah, um, so I would say the, yeah, the big shift for me was, you know, or the big worry for me, let's, let's go back, take it a step back. The big worry for me was, you know, oh, it's just going to feel like I'm asking people for money. I can't do that. You know, I'd rather die and... <laughs> I'd rather die. rather die than also have to ask someone for money that sounds like the worst thing in the world you know so yeah I, you know i was just holding on to that fear like the whole time we we're working on things i was i was still holding on to it and even when we got to a point where you know we'd worked on my value and we'd done a lot of sort of deep work around that and i became you know as i said in the previous episode became you know, just a changed person from that really and understood my value a lot better when it came to actually sending the text out and I was ready, then it just didn't happen for me for another couple of weeks. I was I just kind of, that. I was stewing over it. And yeah. I remember actually I was, I was fishing at the time and uh, the lake I was fishing it, it was frozen over. Um, so I thought, oh, no, nothing much is happening here. Let's, uh, let's have a chat with Al and all the stuff that's spinning around in my head at the moment. So I think I gave you a call on that cold December night from the fishing lake and uh, yeah, we worked through it all. Yeah, I, I do remember it well. And, and, and you know what, again, just keeping on that, what was really key is, um, you know, you, you, this is what we want everyone to understand, I guess, is that, you know, Sam now is stood here having raised 10 million pounds to fund developments, but that wasn't the case then. You know, back then, there was a genuine fear of ruining relationships with people that he already knew. Oh, yes. Um, you know, there was a fear around, okay, I can't, like, I can't do this. Like, I can't send this message because what would somebody else think? And again, if you, if you look back at the previous episode, we talked a little bit about going into the future to find something that isn't there to build confidence. Well, this is the same thing. You're moving into the future to kind of, you're creating uh, something that hasn't happened yet, you know? And yeah. I think that's something that we want you guys to understand is that whilst, you know, Sam's been successful now, has raised money, is continuing to, it, it wasn't the case all of the time. So he's kind of been through this entire process and, you know, he, he remembers what it feels like. And I, I thought that was really key to share, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we all goes we all go through those kind of worrying bits at the start. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so 
Yeah, I mean, so in terms of like how 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 would someone solve this problem? We we're sat here, we have gone deep into the past, we understand a bit more about what we bring to investors, but we still can't pull the trigger. We still don't know what we're doing in sense of, are we asking people for money or not? I don't quite understand this whole process. So I don't want to ask people for money. So what's my solution? What, what are we going to, what are we going to do to, um, to unlock or unblock people in this situation? Well, I think the most important thing really to start with is getting clear on what your intention is from the beginning. So yeah, just mapping that out in terms of what does that look like in terms of what you want from your first contact. So whether that's a message, a phone call, whatever that looks like for you, then being clear on what that is before you start to put together a message or maybe like a bit of a plan for a phone call, that kind of thing. That's You have to have that from the start. Yeah, so if you're not asking for money, what are you asking for? What, what are you actually going for then? What, what's, the, what's the target? What's the intention when it comes to like, you know, that first point of contact with someone? So the intention from the first point of contact is to gain interest. Nothing more than that. That is it. You know, the last thing you want to be doing is sending a long text to someone you haven't spoken to for a year and you're saying, hi, how are you doing? I've got this deal. Are you interested? This is the money I need, you know. Who wants to receive a text like that? You know, even if it's someone you know that you speak to regularly, it might be a family member, it could be someone at work, could be a boss, could be, you know, any number of people you're in contact with regularly. Unless you've spoken about investment with them before, then, you know, it's just weird, you know, dumping a text or a phone call on someone oh, and say, so, you know, and saying, yeah, I'm ready to go. I've got this deal. You know, are you interested? These are the returns. That's just not how to do it. You know, that's why we're big proponents of money first, build up a few investors you know, then you've got the money to go out shopping for the deals you want and you can buy quickly. All of this stuff we see a lot of, which is, you know, if you find the deal, the money will come. Will come. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, right, and uh, mate, it's such a good point and, I, and something to really sort of just hold on to for a second because we've all had those messages, right? We've all had those messages that are pushing percentages that are all about the deal you kind of know the person that's sending it, but you're not really sure and you wonder what's going on there and are they desperate? Am I the only one that's getting this message? Has somebody else, you know? It's it's a difficult situation to, to sort of receive that message. And that is the thing that people are scared of. So this is the thing I think, and we believe from all the people we speak to and, and the clients that we're working with is that, the fear of asking for money comes from receiving those messages because yeah. you know how shit it feels yourself to get one of those messages. And that's the message you think you're going to be sending to people. And I think this is the big, big thing here that that's the difference. Um, you know, we're looking, I'm talking about creating a well-crafted message that's aligned with, you know, the outcome that you're trying to achieve, which is to gain interest, not ask for money. And I think that's a really, really key element here, you know, to take that time 
to actually break down and look at the situation of, you know, there's, there's this thing where you're kind of bridging the gap between two people, right? So you're the investor and, and it's us and we're trying to bridge that gap. So an investor has, okay, a lack of time, possibly, he might not have all of these things, but he'll have one or more of these things, a lack of time, a lack of opportunities and a lack of experience. But the one thing the investor has is money. Whereas we might have a lack of, um, sorry, an abundance of time, loads of opportunity and some experience thrown in there as well, but we don't have the money. And what we're trying to do with this message is we're trying to bridge that gap between us. We're trying to bring the investor over so that we can have a conversation. It doesn't have to be, here's my deal. This is what you're going to get in return. If you want it, drop me a line. It, it can be a very subtle, well-crafted message that you sort of really take the time to consider how it's going to feel for that investor to receive it. You know, so if they're sat there with a lack of time, no opportunity, and they don't have the experience that you have in property, then they receive a message that is really just all around, you know, geared around the interest element, gaining the interest as opposed to get, getting the money, then they're going to feel a little bit easier about responding, about coming towards you. Um, and that's where you can start to begin to attract them. Um, is there anything else you'd think about, like when it comes to, you know, really sort of nailing the process of getting this right, Sam? Yeah, so I think part of that process is when you're putting that message together is what it's not. You know, this this is what helped me start to send messages out is I put the message together, we worked on them together and, you know, we would quite often bounce them back and forwards five, six, seven times editing them all the way till we were really happy with them because it wasn't pitchy, mm -hmm. it wasn't salesy, wasn't pushy it was a really simple message checking in say how are you doing this is what i'm up to you know yeah it was those kind of messages where it was it was just yeah like i say there was nothing salesy about it um and it was you know it was a message that was just easy to you know have confidence and be relaxed about sending in the end so yeah i, I you just touched on something there which i, I think we should keep keep going on is the preparation element to it um, it's a simple message. Yes. It's no more than like, I don't know, it, it takes seconds to read, but it takes a long time to, to craft it because it takes a little bit of thought process. It takes you sort of, you know, we spent a lot of time delving into the characteristics of the people you are actually sending these messages to thinking about what's it like to be in their shoes Imagine receiving this message ourselves. So mm. we spent a lot of time doing that. So I think it's really, really important to, you know, understand that element of, of, of preparation. Um, and, you know, in terms of the preparation as well, the whole thing of, you know, starting with people that, you know, aren't your hopes and dreams in a way. Yes. So you start <laughs> with people that, you know, don't, necessarily have a chance of becoming an investor effectively and you're almost practicing on them like that that was useful right yeah exactly yeah going out to that kind of cold audience people you thought well maybe they will be potential investors but they're not kind of 
top of the list of who I think, yes, they're, you know, they're definitely strong potential being an investor. So it's once you've gone through that preparation and then you're sending texts out, you're kind of, you're building and building onto getting your experience about having those initial conversations with people um, and exploring the potential to see if they might be interested in investing. Yeah, no, it's, um, it, it's, it's a great point. And, and it just, again, like part of the preparation, it's a, so much work goes into this stuff and it can, yeah, it can make all the difference basically. So look, in terms of results, like in terms of, you know, going through this, um, really focusing on this, I do want to say, guys, we've got a bit of a, um, you know, a bit of a surprise for you today. We have got um, some text templates that we're going to offer out to you guys as part of this episode. Um, it's just simply a case of looking in the show notes. You'll be able to click on the link and all you'll need to do is stick your email in and you'll be able to get these text templates that will really, really help you to start those initial conversations and, and gaining interest with people. So I did want to mention that. But in terms of going through this process, Sam, like getting results, like what, what do the results look like? At the end of this, you go through it, you kind of, um, you know, you're at that position, you're, you've crafted your message, you're gaining interest. Like how, how does it feel having had the results? What, what does that look like? <laughs> I was just looking at the you won't die bit. <laughs> Yeah, just so you know, he's written "You won't die" in the show notes. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, the result. So deep. It's just so deep. <laughs> so the the ground will not open up and swallow you whole because you sent a message. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to <That's> someone, <laughs> you're not asking for money. You have nothing to worry about. Um, and even if they're not interested, they will talk to you again because you haven't been salesy, you haven't been pitchy or desperate. You've just sent a message. That is it. That's the another thing these messages do. They don't put you in that position. They don't put you in a position that you will be crumbling the relationships around you through you know pitching to people. So again, just another massive point um, and really really key. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and, but most, most importantly, you will have gained interest from an investor, which is a huge step forward in the raising finance process. Yeah, huge. Like, you know, that, that's what you're looking for. And, and again, yeah. the intention. You know, one of the biggest objections or things that holds people back that we speak to on raising finance is fear of asking people for money. You know, and it's it's painful really to see people not get stuck into conversations and contacting with potential investors because it's really, really holding them back in their business and ultimately in their life. Um, so much so that they would rather take expensive bridging finance instead of contacting people yeah. um, that know, like and trust them. Or they might end up with someone who's all about percentages, not really about the people. They haven't got a relationship with them. and we all know how those relationships end during and after uh, projects. So, and that's another, yeah. Like, you know, you, you take a project on, you have an investor with you. They're in that, like a marriage. They're in that with you from the start to the middle, to the finish, to the end and beyond. So you take on an investor based purely on percentages you're going to struggle when their times are getting tough. And I think, you know, knowing the process that Sam's been through and having watched it as well, you know, having the the ideal investors on board, 
for Sam, um, I, I can, you know, certainly see the impact that's had on him um, being able to sort of ride out the problems with an investor that he has a very decent relationship with because of the way he started that relationship. It's, um, it's a massive point. So yeah, really, really worth sort of going through. So we know that raising money can obviously change the game massively for property developers out there. So we really wanted to get this episode out to everyone out there and we hope it's been of value to you. As Al alluded to earlier, we are going to post a link in the show notes to the text templates. These are the same templates that I've used for contacting potential investors and that's set me on the road to raising millions in finance from these investors. So take them, use them, enjoy them. Absolutely. Um, but like I said, if, if any questions pop up after today's episode, you've listened, um, you might have sort of had a thought that's cropped up from anything we've said, please don't be sort of feeling like this podcast is just for us to talk to you and you not to talk to us. So if there is any questions you have, feel free to DM us on Instagram. We're at Raising Finance Club. Drop us a DM. We will be in the DMs. We will converse with you guys. We'll help you out as much as we physically can. Um, but thanks for listening and please do subscribe and keep an eye out for future episodes because we're coming in hard. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Take care.